and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to A Quarter Three Strands, the podcast on creating Christian culture, uh, sponsored by the Palatine Institute. Today is episode seven of season six, and we have been discussing the Ten Commandments. Today's commandment is commandment number six, which is do not murder. Yes. Do not murder. That's good advice. It is. Yeah. Seems like an important. Yeah. I'm actually glad it's a command and not just advice. Yeah, right. right. It is more than advice. So let's start by just talking uh, or clearing something up. Yes. And that is the King James version of this text says, thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. And um, I've heard from many pacifists and vegans or vegetarians and saying that these uh, ideologies that they have are based upon this This commandment, commandment, right? Mm. Thou shalt not kill. So I want to start with just saying the Hebrew has two different words. For killing, one is just the taking of life. The other has to do with the nefarious nature of taking one's life. Okay. And it's that second one that the Ten Commandments uses. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a perfect rendition, but a much better translation to say, do not murder. Yes. Than, it's, than more, kill. it's more explicit. Yes. Yeah. Because within the command, we're going to see um, throughout the the law, the case laws and things like that, the times that it's appropriate, there are times where killing is appropriate. Yes. Um, and other times it's not mm-hmm. uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing. Yes. Um, we also say that, you know, this is the big one because if you recall the last uh, five episodes, you had war dealing with God, right? Don't have any other gods. Don't make idols and worship them. You're you're to not misuse his name. You're to keep his day holy. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth, honoring your parents, honor your father and mother. Uh, We understand from the ancient world, that's piety, Mm -hmm. right? The obligations you have to your, or the duties you have to God and to your uh, family. So now in this second half of the law, it starts with, a biggin, yep, right. <laughs> Do not murder. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might we know that stealing is bad. That's wrong. That's another commandment. Don't lie. That's that's also bad. Yep. But you know, if my child came and lied to me, I would not have him punished in the same way as if he murdered someone. Right. Right. Mm. So there is there is a hierarchy. You know, th- this is one of those balances, 
right? A sin is a sin is a sin. In other words, anything that goes against God's moral law is sin. Yeah. And it needs to be repented of, and the blood of Jesus covers it. Mm-hmm. However, there are some sins that are worse than others. Yes. And they typically have to do with the idea of going against the order by which God created. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, God created life and told that life, human life, and told uh, human beings to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, to, to not only to live, but also to create more life. Yeah. And to take life. Is the antithesis. Is the antithesis of it. Yeah. And that's, that's this violence to God's created order. Yes. So there, there are others, right? The Apostle Paul uses the, the big ones uh, really as being idolatry and homosexual activity mm-hmm. as, as two of the other things that go against nature. So by nature, we understand that there's a creator. And if we're worshiping created things, that goes against God's. Yep. So that's a, that's a particularly bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, God made us male and female. Um, to get married to, and we'll talk about this bit in the next episode because it's on adultery, but God made it in such a way that uh, man and women, men and women are marry and reproduce. And to go against that, to go yes. is, is a particular. Even more perverse than. More perverse. Than yeah. Than telling a lie. Or, or telling yeah, a lie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is up there. This is the big, in the order in which God said, this is a big one. And and would the Hebrew people have understood that its place in the order indicated yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, they would. It, in fact, this is, um, it, it's interesting. There's very little in the narratives, like Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Before the law being given at Sinai, where there's direct moral instruction to anybody, uh-huh. right? You have uh, to Adam. You have, uh, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yep. Right. Uh, you have this implication with Cain mm-hmm. that his thought of killing his brother was not good. Yes. And and God intervened by saying, "Hey, you you know what? Check yourself." Mm-hmm. He he goes ahead and murders his son or his brother. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then um, when when uh, the flood comes and wipes out the violence on the earth and God speaks to Noah and he tells them that human beings are made in God's image. And if you, if you murder, if you take the life of a human, then your life will be forfeited. Yeah. So before the law was given, God gave this commandment, the, the law at Sinai. Yep. The moral law that God establishes before the law at Sinai is Human beings are made in God's image. You don't kill it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, nefariously. Yes. Don't do that. And if you do, your life will be taken by another. Yes. So capital punishment yep. w- was there. And and we'll, you know, maybe that'll be a topic we'll talk about in a little bit, um, whether uh, we should be practicing capital punishment now. Yeah. But we see that capital punishment was the punishment for, for mm-hmm. murder even before the law was given at Sinai. Yep. So it's it's it tops the list, I think, in some ways because it was spelled out already. Yeah, they already knew it. 
They already know it. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the world knew it. Yeah. Not just right. God's people, but all people. Yeah. All right. So let's do question 67 from yeah. the Westminster Shorter Catechism. What is required in the sixth commandment? The sixth commandment requires all lawful efforts to preserve our own life and others. All right. So the sixth commandment is presented in a negative. Yes. This is what you're not supposed to do. Correct. But as you read scripture, there's all these positives that are the antithesis of murder. Yes. And so the catechism basically tells us that, right? Yep. So. Yep. So what's required in thou shalt not murder or you shall not murder is um, all lawful efforts to preserve our own life and others. Yeah. Right. So suppose, Allison, that we we live in a country that determines that they want to snuff out the life of children, mm-hmm. like either outside the womb or even inside the womb. Uh, we're required to pursue all lawful efforts to preserve that life. Yes. I, I, I just want our audience to realize that we are required by God to do that. So is this a case of Christians trying to, uh, what's the word I hear? The, uh, you know, jam our morality down other people's throats. Well, yeah, kind of, because it's required of us. And it's not ours. And it's not ours. It's, it's God's. God's. Yeah. It is God's. And it was, and the command of not murdering was given to Noah. It's required of all peoples, not just people of a specific religious group. Yes. Right. Yeah. So would I expect someone who's not a Christian to not make idols? Right. I. Yeah. Right. If if they're making idols, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. I'm I'm probably going to try to ask them or persuade them or evangelize them. Am I going to try to work on uh, law to enforce their non-idolatry? No, I don't think I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do that. Um, but if a law, an unjust law, is allowing for the killing of innocents, I have a moral duty, a moral responsibility to pursue the preservation of life. Yeah. With or without the other's permission. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine if... Um, even if it was a, like in a, in America, if if someone had a pet, a dog, a cat, and they're at the top of a bridge and they're going to chuck it over and kill the animal, right? Everyone would go nuts, and yet, the life of a baby in a mother's womb is okay to get chopped up into bits. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's wicked. It is wicked. So we have this requirement. Okay, now the larger catechism. Uh, question 135 talks about these duties, like even in the, um, so the, the smaller catechism is pretty general or, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but this gets a little more specific. Yep. So let's, let's do that. What are the duties required in the sixth commandment? The duties required in the sixth commandment are all manner of careful efforts and lawful endeavors to preserve the life of ourselves and others by resisting all thoughts and purposes, subduing all passions and avoiding all occasions, temptations and practices, which tend to the unjust taking away anyone's life. Okay, let's stop there for just a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is an interesting thing. 
right? We have in America's laws, for instance, if, um, if I have an intent to go kill somebody and I head off there with that intent and I kill that person and I am caught, I'm charged with first degree murder. Yes. Right. If I am angry and wish this person dead and I'm going to go confront them without the intent on killing them, but then it ends up that I do kill them, that's not going to be manslaughter. That's not going to be self-defense. That's going to be second or third degree mans- or uh, uh, murder. Mm-hmm. Right? And this recognizes kind of what the Bible is saying. Right. If I have, I have an obligation, if I know that I might end up taking the life of another person, mm-hmm. I should probably avoid that person mm-hmm. in that state or work on a way in which uh, I can reconcile with my brother who I am very, very angry at mm-hmm. in such a way that I, that doesn't happen. Correct. It says here to make careful, all manner of careful efforts, mm-hmm. right? So if I am really, really ticked off at someone, probably shouldn't go there by myself. <laughs> Right. I should probably give them a warning. I should probably have a group to get it settled out. Yep. Right? Wait. Maybe wait. Wait. Maybe wait. Um, younger men who still trying to figure out how to control their rage or their testosterone, you know, whatever. Um, they should be mindful of that, you know. But it's it's a all manner of careful efforts and lawful endeavors, right? And it's even our thoughts and our purposes. So if I'm angry at someone and I start thinking of ways in which I could be involved in the ending of their life, how could I make this an accident? That in itself is a sin. Yes. It's a sin. Don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing video games and it's, and it's shooting other, these other figures, and all of a sudden in my mind I'm thinking of other people, that's sin, right? Don't do it. Right. You're making it more and more possible to carry it out. Mm-hmm. And you need to make all manner of careful efforts and lawful endeavors to preserve life. Okay. All right. So what does this include? Yeah. So this includes the following. The just defense of lives against violence, patiently bearing the hand of God with quietness of mind and cheerfulness of spirit. Let's, let's stop there for a second. Okay. Patiently bearing the hand of God. So, I have someone who has come and made threats to me or, you know, they're, they're, some horrible thing is going on. Uh, the, the, my, you know, I sent in my insurance claim uh, to, to total, I need this money so I could have a car and, and keep my job and the insurance company doesn't. Respond in they, they a doesn't res- or they're trying to uh, defraud me. Yep. You know, those kinds of things. In other words, none of those things are excuses for you to go take another person's life. These would could be considered a trial, right? Yes. I'm, I'm being, there's a, this is a trial that I need to go through. This is the hand of God. Yes. Right. Is, is God making me uh, suffer unjustly? 
Well, well, no, God doesn't do that, but he, he will use these things for your benefit if you would just patiently bear the hand of God. Yes. Right? Uh, the, the, think of the martyrs who were being persecuted by their faith, right? Um, they endured. They didn't go off and start killing the, the Christian killers. Right. They didn't, they didn't try to overthrow Caesar. They patiently endured the hand of God. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to take the life of another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you notice the, the one right before that, the just defense of lives against violence. Right. So there's, there's in the, in the Bible, in the case law, it talks about if someone comes into my house and it's night, um, and I, and I end up killing that person who's come in, like I grab my nine millimeter, I go down to see what's the noise is and there's someone in my house and I shoot them and kill them. That's a just defense because the, the implication is if someone's coming into your house at night, they're up to no good. Right. You're defending not just your property, you're defending the lives and your, of your family. Yeah. The Bible does say, though, that if someone comes into your house and it's daytime, right, that's a different manner. Right. I'm, I'm not supposed to kill them. Right. Because I can, they can see, we can see, we can do. Now, if all of a sudden they start actually trying to end the life of myself or my family, that's, that's self-defense. That's another permissible thing. Yes. Right. But we have, a, we have a requirement of the just defense of lives. So it is not okay simply to be passive in the face of violence. I'm required. I would say that men are required to defend uh, against that violence. Uh-huh. Okay. Justly, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, keep going. Sober use of food, drink, medicine, sleep, labor, and recreations. All right, let's stop there for just a second. In other words, we we have a responsibility. If if I've just gotten done working for 14 hours and I haven't had sleep in 20-some hours, and I get behind the wheel of a car. Mm-hmm what might happen. Right. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I shouldn't go, oh, I can do it. You have a moral obligation to. Preserve the lives of others others. on the road. Yeah. Right. Yep. If I'm, um, if, if I'm drinking too much again, or, or taking medication that could affect me, all these things, we, we have to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, if I've been working too hard, if there's, if my recreations are, are foolish, that, that might end the life of another or harm somebody. Yep. If I'm serving food that people are allergic to and I didn't bother to ask yep. and it causes, right? I have, I have a responsibility to be, look at that again, all manner of careful efforts. Yep. There's this, uh, I remember having a conversation with, um, it was the church we were in Los Angeles and then we wanted to build a, um, uh, something on the stage so that people can with wheelchairs can get up on the stage and, mm-hmm. and, um, and all of a sudden there's all, all these requirements of how to like what the slope needs to be, what kind of railings there needs to be. And we're just like, Oh, are you kidding me? All this regulation. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I pointed out to them that, you know, this is, this is because of the Bible. 
Yeah. And they're like, what? Right. So, so the, in the Jewish, in Jesus's day or, and earlier, like in Moses's day, most homes in the Middle East there would be, have a flat roof mm-hmm. and people would use the flat roof for all sorts of things like washing and, you know, hanging up their laundry and recreating up there. And, you know, it was a, it was a great place to hang out. Yeah. The problem is if you're up on the roof, you might fall off. Right. If you have guests up on your roof and they fall off, you are held responsible according to the Bible. So what the law commands is to, to build a railing or a wall or a parapet called so that people won't fall off. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you are the owner of the house and you have guests up on your roof and they fall off and you did not have a railing, you're going to be held guilty for their death. Mm-hmm. So if I'm building a staircase, I ought to have proper railings lest someone fall off. Yeah. And then I would be guilty of their death. Right. Or like you have a swimming pool and you put a fence around it. Same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Because again, as the Westminster Large Catechism puts it, all manner of careful efforts. All right. Okay. Charitable thoughts, love, compassion, meekness, gentleness, and kindness. Peaceable, mild, and courteous speeches and behavior. Forbearance, readiness to be reconciled, patient bearing and forgiving of injuries, and returning good for evil. And comforting and supporting the distressed and protecting and defending the innocent. Yeah. So if you, if you think about uh, in, our, in our day-to-day lives, there's all manner of things that go wrong. Right. And if we love each other, we can help calm situations down. Yeah. We could provide support for those people who are, uh, who've been unjustly injured or however you want to put it, who might be apt to go out for revenge simply by caring for them. Yeah. We have an obligation, uh, a, t- a careful try to preserve the life of others. Yes. Right. So, um, I have in my life and my young adulthood in particular, um, I've had jobs like being a bouncer. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> See, I know. I know. Isn't that fun? Uh, it, it prepared me to be a headmaster of a Christian school, right? Being a bouncer, uh, you know, at some of the, some clubs in LA and, and, um, there was this, this interesting thing is, uh, the, the, the people who my bosses were off-duty police officers and there was a kind of a temperament that they were looking for to bounce at their clubs. And, and basically if you have good bouncers, they typically, the, their, our whole job is to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would often be the one to go talk to the drunk person we need to expel from the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, in part because I was good at talking him down. I could put them at ease. I could, right? Yep. I've talked to other people who have bounced or who were bouncers. And and they're there because they want, they like the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. They want the fight. And so they'll antagonize them. They'll do whatever just so they can punch someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just, that's, that goes against this. Right. Now, backing up to, to regular situation. Okay. Someone pulls you up, pulls in front of you while you're going down the, right. You could, you could go into this rage. Right. 
right? Or you do it to someone else and they go into rage and you're like, it's an accident. And then you, they, you know, give you the bird and you, right. you start, well, you, you can start doing crazy things, but you could also like ease it up. Mm-hmm. You can, you can go, you know, Hey, my bad. You can, you can, you know, uh, you know, sorry. Yep. Right. Uh, ego will get on our way. Our adrenaline will get on our way. There's all sorts of things that can get on our way. And what, what we need to be doing, I think, is, is understanding our own weaknesses and devising for ourselves plans by which I could be preserving life. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I get to a point, I, I just had a conversation with a young man from our church about the whole idea of learning how to control yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and I, I said, do you, do you, right? So there's, there's this point when you, you're hitting into puberty as a young man, um, where when you're a kid, you can kind of feel things gradually build, build, but all of a sudden puberty hits and now it doesn't do that. It kind of hits and then goes exponential. Yeah. Zero to 60. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Seconds. Yeah. And you don't, it, you know, it's something you have to learn. I mean, you can't, I can't blame a kid because they've never, ex- how do you, right? how do you expect them to know how to behave themselves? So they've never had that experience well the, the the idea is okay well at this stage how do you do you can you tell when it's about to hit kind of okay that's when you start that's walk away yeah walk away until you can kind of get a grasp on this how you can you know, walk away mm-hmm. why because we need to be careful yeah right it's it's just it's just that's the way be a peacemaker um and that includes yourself yes <laughs> Yeah. Now, I will admit, and statistics will bear this out, that the thou shalt not murder or is, um, is a pretty masculine thing. Mm. Overwhelmingly, men kill um, other human beings. Overwhelmingly. However, our Lord and Savior has also said, uh, don't hate someone. Mm-hmm. Don't be angry with them because that's murder. Right. Um. So we need to, we need to think of strategies in advance. Like, do I have a hard time if I know someone's going to be in the room with me, am I going to be angry? Right. A a man is going to deal with that anger very differently from a woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Men are going to want to possibly escalate, possibly say something, possibly. Yeah. Right. Do that. Um, How do women handle that? I think that generally we escalate internally, but we're not, or are passive aggressive about it. Absolutely. You know, gossip, right? Reputation, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, so there's other ways yeah. which were since killing someone's reputation, killing someone's, yeah. Um, and and we're not to do that. Can I can I insert something here? So I've yeah. been reading. Um, at church, we're doing a study on the Ten Commandments. Okay. And so one of the chapters, obviously, is on this commandment. I hope so. And, and the author references another book in which the author entitles a chapter, Do You Have a Serious Problem with Anger? And the chapter is one word long. Yes. Because anybody who has any anger has a serious problem with anger, right? Because yeah. Christ has equated it to, yeah. to this commandment. That's funny. Yeah. Kind of clever. It is very clever. So let's go on and what's forbidden, and okay. we'll talk a little bit more about this. What is forbidden in this? This is question sixty nine from 
the Westminster Shorter Catechism. What is forbidden in the Sixth Commandment? The Sixth Commandment forbids the taking away of our own life or the life of our neighbor unjustly, as well as anything that tends to that. Yes. As well as anything that tends to mm-hmm. um, is forbidden. This is also referencing suicide, which I know is a sensitive topic. Um, But that is not something I had really given a whole lot of thought to in connection to this commandment, which maybe is naive. But in case you're like me, that's also included. Yeah. The taking of your own life. Yeah. It's not your life to take. Correct. Your own life is not yours to take. Yes. It's it's God's. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's a serious thing. And I would suggest to my audience, I'll, I'll just put it this way, because I've known suicidal people and I've known people who have taken their own life. Mm-hmm. By the time people get to that point where they actually take their own life, they are often not in their right mind. Mm. Um, so if, if you ever get to the point where this is something you're contemplating yeah get help immediately yeah don't wait don't wait don't wait until you can't make rational decisions yeah about taking your own life you you have to you have to to quote again um all manner of careful careful effort and lawful endeavors to preserve even your own life correct yeah, and going back to this point in, in question 135, charitable thoughts, Yeah. right? Yeah. Taking your thoughts captive Yeah. towards even your own self. So think about this. If, if you think that your life is not worth living such that you want to take your own life, and yet what God says is, no, your life is worth preserving and your life is not yours to take, that should be a sign of hope right there. Correct. That God views your life differently than you do. Yes. So pursue him. Mm-hmm. Pursue him because he cares for you. He's made you just turn to him. Yeah, your life matters to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, in, and just to, to expand a little bit, look at question 136 from the larger catechism. What are the sins forbidden in the sixth commandment? The sins forbidden in the sixth commandment are the following. All taking away of the life of ourselves or of others, except in cases of public justice, lawful war, or necessary defense. Let's stop there for a second. Yeah. Okay. So what we understand is, is that any kind of taking of a life of another human is forbidden. There's only these exceptions. Correct. Um, public justice, that is, right, uh, capital punishment. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about capital punishment. As a, as a Christian, as a pro-life Christian, I've heard a lot of times, well, you need to be pro-life and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. But then they'll say, that means you're against capital punishment. Why would that make me against capital punishment? God is pro-life, right? Yes. The idea here is just that in, in a... Uh, public justice, if someone has taken the life of someone, made the image of God, then your life is required. Yep. That's justice. That's actual justice. Now, he, 
here's where it can get tricky. The Bible, in its law, makes the, um, you need to have two or three witnesses. Right. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't just have an accusation uh, of guilt and then some sort of trial that uh, where there are, are no witnesses, there's, there's a, uh, a probable, right? Um, I think the, 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 the demand in our law is uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and that's pretty solid, pretty solid. I don't know if that's the same of, as two or three witnesses. Right. So, well, well, I would say, and this is, <clears throat> this is just Ron Young's opinion. Yeah. Just my opinion. I think that uh, I think it would be good to to establish capital punishment, but but it needs to have the right criteria in order to to have it. Yeah. And if it doesn't have it, you err on the side of not doing it. Err on the st- side of not doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, and those witnesses they might might have to say they have to be eyewitnesses. They might have to say one of the witnesses is DNA, mm. something to the fact where, like, this is. It's not just beyond a reasonable doubt. It's like there is no doubt. Right. Because we're talking about taking it seriously. Yes. Like it. So as it has been practiced, uh, capital punishment in the past, I don't know how just it's been. Mm-hmm. I do know that when people have been taken off death row and you go, wow, all these people who are unjustly accused, actually almost all of them have been, uh, they found some sort of technicality to get them off. And it's not that they weren't guilty. Guilty, it's just that they go. They they found a technicality, like a loophole. A loophole, right? Interesting. So I don't know what the stats really are. Yeah. To make that decision, but I do think that if 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 we're going to be, if our culture is taking human life seriously, it needs to take capital punishment seriously. Correct. But it needs to do it in the right way. In the right way. Yeah. Can I also just add that, you know, when God talked about an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, that's pertinent here too, right? Because it's, it's putting boundaries around like, yes, your life is the cost for taking someone else's, but only your life, not your families, not your tribes, you know? Yeah. We should, we could do a whole at some point, maybe it's one of the, one of these seasons we'll do like 10 episodes and we'll just take 10 topics that, that deal with our culture. Yeah. Cause, um, incarceration is not biblical. Mm. We've talked about this off offline. Yes. Yeah. It's and, interesting. And maybe to talk about that, like what does biblical justice look like? Yes. And how, how can that get applied in a way where people are going to have a, a more just society? Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a thought. Topic for another time. Yeah. So we talked, so in case of public justice, the second is lawful war. Yep. So if you're a soldier, right, if you're a, if you're in the army and you're fighting another army, Mm -hmm. killing is justified. Yeah. So, so this is, this is an interesting lawful war has always meant Armies fighting others, armies, yeah, or navies and navies. You, you military, Correct. military people fighting military people. Yep. Um. So, carpet bombing, 
a city is not lawful war. Yeah. That's not justifiable. That's, that's evil. Yeah. Um, terrorist acts are evil. Yes. Um, trying to fight terrorists have been, has been extremely difficult because you have an army that's not dressed like an army. Right. They're pretending they're hiding behind. Purposefully putting innocent civilians at risk. Yes. Based on their behavior. And that's evil. Right. And, And how that gets put up with is just, it's, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, th- this is this is why uh, it's good to have civilized nations who can make right laws on how they're going to fight Geneva Conventions and things like that. Yeah. Like if we're going to fight, we need to do it. There have to be boundaries. There has to be boundaries. Yeah. Um, it's it's not just barbaric to do such things. It's evil. To do yeah. A lawful war um, or necessary defense. So if someone's coming at try and I'm, I think they're going to try to take my life. I, I am, it is lawful for me to take their life. Yes. Or the life of one of my loved ones. Correct. Okay. All right. What's the next one? Neglecting or withdrawing the lawful and necessary means of the preservation of life. Huh. Interesting. So are you saying Allison, that if um, I live in a community where there's a lot of violence, crime, and uh, the state determines that I cannot have a, a weapon to defend myself, that that might be evil? Yeah. Right? Wait, withdrawing the lawful and necessary means of the preservation of life. So if, if, um, if it is lawful biblically to defend yourselves and the state says you can't have the means to defend yourselves, that's evil. Yes. But, it, but it's more than that. The lawful necessary means of the preservation of life. This could include like drinking water, mm. healthy drinking water, right? I, like yep. th- think of, uh, you know, the Flint, Michigan and the fiasco, it has been forever. Um, I think the drinking water safe now, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I mean, that, that was what, what the government did in not correcting for ages. That's, that's evil. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's neglecting the lawful necessary means of the preservation of life, clean right. water. Yep. Access to health care. Things like that. Now, access is different than paying for it, mm-hmm. right? I this is this is an argument I've had over and over over again. I I don't think there's ever been a time in my lifetime, and I'm 56 years old, where you, people were ever neglected healthcare. Right. That's that's just a lie, right? Mm-hmm. So if I if if I never I don't have insurance, I have no money, I'm a homeless person on the street. And something's wrong with me. Right. You show up. I show up at the hospital. They're bound by law to. They can't turn you away. To, they can't turn you away. Correct. The, the, uh, the secondary issue is paying for it. Correct. And there's so many, uh, you know, we've, we've used the, the 
for financial hardships. We've had hospitals um, reduce yep. things that we owe. Yep. I mean, there's there's all sorts of charitable avenues. Yeah, opportunities. Opportunities. And um, I used to, uh, our state of Wisconsin had Badger Care, still has Badger Care, but I, I thought that was a, a, a tremendous way of covering all the citizens of Wisconsin uh, for medical insurance. It was, it was paid for through uh, employer, employer uh, um, uh, benefits. There was a little tax on it and that tax money went to cover people who couldn't afford it. Yep. And it worked great. And then I, I kept thinking, well, why doesn't all the other 50 states just model? Why don't they just do what Wisconsin's doing? Well, now they wanted a, they want a single payer system. Yeah. They were, you know, yeah. why, why waste an opportunity where you can get more money in the federal government's hands, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting, now I'm getting angry and I should take all <laughs> careful efforts. Keep your thoughts, Captain. The point is, is that we have a, we have a, um, God's moral law requires that we don't neglect or withdraw the lawful and necessary means for the preservation of life. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's really that, that idea. And, and it's, and when politicians start haggling over it, it's usually wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be blunt about it. Yeah. Okay. What else? Okay. Sinful anger, hatred, envy, and desire for revenge. All excessive passions and distracting cares. Yep. Immoderate use of food, drink, labor, and recreations. Yep. Provoking words, oppression, quarreling, striking, wounding, and whatever else tends to the destruction of the life of anyone. Yeah. Provoking words, oppression, quarreling. I I love that it includes all those things. Yeah. Right? So, So somehow we think... That as long you can, uh, this is going to sound horrible, um, but if a society or an individual can provoke someone through oppression, through withdrawing and neglecting means or whatever, um, that that um, those usually things are usually invisible, right? And then there's this reaction, and then we just blame that person. Yeah, right. It usually goes. And we need to be mindful, right? We're, we're Christians and we want to study God's word and what he expects of us. And we should grow in wisdom and be able to see that, look, you know, there are causes for things. And um, a lot of those causes are, were, were these, you know, riots or, or all those things. Um, it, it's not just because they're somehow evil. Right. There's been some uh, provocation, right? There's been some injustice, and they're just sick of it. Yeah. Now, are there provocateurs? Yes, and th- and those those are evil people. Yep. Um, but we can't turn a blind eye and just assume that everything's hunky dory, and these people are just upset for no reason. Yeah, rioting just for fun. Yeah. Right. So again, the law states or the law, according to Westminster larger catechism, um, the duties required in the sixth commandment are all manner 
of careful efforts and lawful endeavors to preserve the life of others, of ourselves and others. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big commandment. It's all encompassing. All encompassing. Yeah. All right. Next, next one's an easier one, right? That's, no, it's not. None of them are. All right. It's so good though. It is. Yeah. All right. So good. Well, stay tuned for uh, next week uh, where we talk about the uh, non, um, you know, no, no one will have any problem with uh, thou shall not have adultery, commit adultery. <laughs> stay tuned. Come back. <laughs>